listening to Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back uh, to the show. And, and if you noticed in the show notes, there was no guest. And when there's no guest, that means the guest is John Wright. My <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, you, you're not a guest. You're you're family on this podcast. I like that. I like that. All right. How are so you? Every, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I'm not really good. No, I know. Um, I, I'm looking at this lying face of yours. Yeah. No. I mean, it. it I. It, what is it? It's some somewhere in the middle of April, and I should be finished with graduate school, uh, somewhere by the middle of May. And and I use the word I should be finished because I have no idea. If I will manage it, I've got some incomplete classes hanging out there. I got tests. I don't know if I'm going to pass. I am woefully uh, disorganized in my graduate school endeavors. Um, no, I know you've been struggling lately with that. Yeah. So you know, on you know, on the other hand, like my wife is nice, and and, and <laughs> right. my she my is. Parents are my parents are relatively happy after being miserable for a while. Are and, they doing a little uh, bit better? Yeah, they're doing a little better, you know. They're stable, and my mother's sort of uh, appetite and zest for life has returned, and that's a good thing. And uh, you know, my granddaughter was over today, and she dumped a bunch of sand out of the sandbox on the lawn, and it was cute. <laughs> and uh, and at one point, she wanted to feed me something from her lunch—a strawberry. So she put it on a fork, and she said, "Open your mouth." And I opened my mouth, and then she went, "Ah." like an airplane <laughs> because that's what people do to her and she's like that's how you feed people you do the airplane uh, so anyway so yeah how there's nice. cute cuteness cuteness abounds yeah 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 but listen on some level nobody really cares how i am i mean they do but they kind of just do you got something good for us on the podcast right on some level yeah I mean, I know, I know there are some people out there like, I actually do care because um, I get emails from those lovely people. And, uh, and, and I got the nicest email the other day from a woman who said, I noticed you haven't posted anything lately. You haven't sent out any emails. And she said, uh, you know, kind of like, please don't deny us your genius. And no one has ever accused me of denying my genius in my life um, because I tend to not deny anything and there isn't much genius there. So it was a joyful email to receive. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of joyful emails, you've got one, right? I do. And this is actually an, an exchange that you had uh, with a listener called Raya, R-Y-A. And I think this will make sense once I read it. You want me to read it and then we can just talk about it? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay. Hey, Bart, I just got done listening to your podcast, the Q&R episode about the guy looking for community. My head is swimming. You had so many great ideas, the elevator pitch, visualizing what you want your friendships to look like, thinking about your five favorite movie friendships, such great stuff. I can't wait until COVID is finally over. There was one minor negative thing I wanted to mention. You were talking about socializing at a bar and you said, there's a woman, there's a man, there's a woman who used to be a man. Most of us in the trans community would react negatively to that statement. To start with, most of us are doing everything we can so that other people can't tell. Ha ha. 
But beyond that, our community generally encourages more affirming language. When I describe myself, I would never say, quote, I used to be a man. Instead, I might say, I used to navigate the world socially as a man. A lot of trans folks feel like there's a real sense that we never were the gender we were forced into. When we hear ourselves described that way, it can feel like someone just accidentally kicked us in the shin. It sounded like you were just riffing and trying to be inclusive, and I do appreciate that, but I wanted to let you know. Anyway, I'm really grateful for your podcast. Humanize Me is one of the few places I know I'm always going to vibe. This episode was one of my favorites, and in a way, I'm glad you made the trans comment, because otherwise, I probably wouldn't have taken the time to write and let you know how much this episode impacted me. Thanks for being amazing, Raya. And your small response was, that's such great feedback, Raya. You're right that I was trying to be inclusive, but what you said rings absolutely true. Thanks for trusting my motivation enough to help me stop kicking shins in that way. Gratefully, Bart. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting little exchange. Yeah. I mean, first of all, what was the last line of Raya's email? Something like, thanks for being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, Raya. Thank you for being amazing. Right, right. I mean, she just... Everything that's wrong with the conversation in the world today, she did right. Yeah. I mean, just the tone of her email was like tonic to my soul. Because here's a person who's saying, hey, you're wrong. You, You made a mistake. And yet... Like, I mean, starts out by saying nice things to sort of let me know, like, hey, just so you know, I value what you do. Ends by saying nice things, <laughs> couches yeah. her, neg- her, 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 her criticism with positive support. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, it's wonderful. And then, and then doesn't, doesn't flame me, just sort of assumes that I, I meant well, but like, I, I, there's something I don't know and takes the time to explain it to me. And the explanation makes total sense, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're, tr- if you're trans, the reason you transitioned was because you were what you are now trapped in a body or in an identity that didn't fit you. And so, of course, like you weren't, you didn't used to be a man, you used to be a woman trapped in a man's body right or identifying as a man it just makes you know i don't even know why i'm explaining it she explained it perfectly and 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 i guess for me somebody who is really trying i'm old and i'm trying um to have somebody take the time to show me a better way of talking um without making me feel like a moron for not knowing it ahead of time. I don't know. It just inspired me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It's everything, everything that's wrong with that conversation. Raya did perfectly well. And you did too, by the way, in your response. So I I loved it. It's it's kind of the opposite, John, of (laughs) an email you got recently. Where somebody said, well, I, what was the line? You, you were telling me about this. What something was the line? like, um, something like, it's exhausting to try to educate you, to have to try to educate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're not, like, it's, it's not like I'm, um, 
I'm going to try to share my opinion with you and uh, let you form your own in response and let's have a dialogue where I try to persuade you. It's just like, I'm right, you're wrong, and I'm, uh, it's like exhausting to try to educate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Raya... Yeah, it, it, Go ahead. You know, the, what I love about what Raya did, and I think you you kind of said it, she assumed good faith. Yeah. She assumed good faith. Now, I was told, again, online, and I should stop having these online conversations, but because they, they tend to go nowhere. But I was told that you, you sh- that it's like racist to assume good faith or like it's bad to assume good faith. Um, here, Raya assumes your good faith, assumes that you didn't mean to hurt anybody, assumes that you didn't want to try to like, you know, make a, 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 a comment that would offend trans people, um, assume that your intentions were good uh, and you were trying to be inclusive. I think she nailed your motivation too, right? That was your motivation with that comment? Yeah, absolutely. Like when you said... There's a woman, there's a man. By the way, you can go and hear this on the podcast, I'm sure, some recent episode. There's a woman, there's a man, there's a woman who used to be a man. You know, you were trying to list, like, I'm sure you started off not even thinking about the end of the sentence. Right. But like- As, I, as, most, as, mo- as, I, as I most often do when I start <laughs> <right>? a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but isn't that perfect? I mean, and it doesn't require all that much effort, really. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 in some ways it, it, it's it's simple but i think that a lot of us well now you know what let me let me not be too holier than thou because here's the thing she assumed good faith because she knows me through this podcast right like if you've right. listened to 10 episodes, you would probably know there was good faith. I- ironic that we call it good faith <laughs> as one who has famously lost his faith. Their faith. But a lot of times when you encounter people in the world who say hurtful things, you don't know if they mean it the way it comes off or if they don't. And so, you know. That's true, but I, I don't know that if there are two interpretations of someone's sentence and one is more generous and one is less generous, in other words, one is more likely to regard that person as having meant well. And the other person as, and the other, the other interpretation is like, Oh, that person was out to try to be a dick. Um, I don't know that you ever lose that you ever lose by picking the kinder interpretation. That's what I would say, but I'm going to put a big asterisk that I that I kind that I do. So I can anticipate the objection to that, which is, you know, I'm a white male, cisgender male. Um, I, I haven't been through all that much, arguably, uh, as far as this stuff goes. And so maybe when you've been mistreated, you're more likely to, you know, to to gravitate toward a bad faith thing, so it's easy for me to say, right? Or when you're vulnerable, or when you're yeah, vulnerable, or, or yeah. when you're or when you're vulnerable. And so I guess I can understand people going for the you know the least generous uh, interpretation sometimes. But what I would what I'd kind of want to say to them is like there are good faith people out there trying to engage, and you know I've seen a lot of really good conversations lately 
Okay, now here's an even here's a more, even a more interesting one because what I want to say to those people is even is even more uh, counterintuitive, and that is: Have you ever had somebody? You said something mean, mm-hmm. and they they questioned you the way Raya did me, or they or they correct you, and they go like, "I know there's no possible way you actually were meaning." to make me feel small. Um, but, but to tell you the truth, the way you said that would make a person feel like you were, you know, trying to belittle their intelligence. Mm. Have you ever had anybody give you the benefit of the doubt when you didn't deserve it? It is incredibly humbling. And it, 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 it's, it's one of the few things I think that really causes a person to rethink what they're what they're doing or when they're saying is when somebody sort of assumes you couldn't possibly have been trying to hurt me the way you just were mm. and you go like oh, i was but they just gave me the benefit of the doubt let me think i shouldn't have and that's when you know you shouldn't have said because you feel so guilty that they I, I, I'm explaining this poorly. No, no, no you're explaining it perfectly. I, I I feel like that's at the epicenter of of a lot of my thoughts lately that right there you know like because i think about this stuff a lot i'm i find myself you know maybe a one of the minority of people who you know are often in both conservative and liberal circles you know and and, and encounter both kinds of people on a fairly regular basis and um so i'm always thinking about this stuff and uh, i yeah like my best conversations these days you know, all have like open-mindedness, um, curiosity about other people's opinions. Um, sure, op- sure, but 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 those but, things but that, in common. Those are wonderful people. When you get a chance to talk to somebody who's openly on on a different side of an issue, but they're they're still kind and open and listening. But how to switch the other the other kind? Yeah, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is like, you know. The criticism that you started out with was like, hey, what if you're vulnerable out there and people do say really hurtful and awful things? And I, you know, people in families do it, people in marriages do it, people in 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 the in the academia do it. Um, they say really, really mean things, um, or or really belittling things. And I guess what I'm what I would say is, and you say, well, so I if I'm vulnerable, I have to put my guard up. And I go like, I think you want to stop. And I think like you're half right. You you can't let an aggressive comment go. You can't let somebody belittle you or say something that you know to be harmful to you, know, you can't just let that go past. But there there is a way in which you go like, even if you think, I bet that's in bad taste, one possible or, or not in bad taste. I bet that's in bad spirit. There's a there's a bad spirit behind that. Mm-hmm. One possible way to stand against it is to almost faux, you know, pseudo give the person the benefit of the doubt. Like pretend to give the person the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, I I I think I understand what you're trying to say. I have to tell you. That somebody in for somebody in my community, like they would never refer to themselves that way. Like they would never, or, or like, and here's there why. are people, 
they, they would be hurt. And, and, and here's the reason why that would hurt them. And, and I, I know that's probably not what you were trying to do, but I, th- I thought this might be useful to you. And the other person might, I just think there's a way in which you, you sometimes can, can speak to a good motive in somebody that they don't have. And suddenly they might aspire to have that good motive. Mm-hmm. I you, like it. You, in, in the Bible, when I was growing up in church, they used to talk about heaping, burning coals on the head of, a, of, of somebody by being kind to them in the situation where they expected you not to be kind to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is sort of the, this is some version of that, um, that idea. I, the opposite, it, it, I'm so worn out with people sort of looking at me going like, oh, you Neanderthal. I can't believe I even have to explain this to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And doesn't that seem to be like a lot of the conversations now? I mean, I, especially on the internet. And I know what you feel about social media, you know, I, and, and you're right. Well, I uh, wonder if this conversation with Raya goes differently if she posts the comment to the Facebook page and I just see her like putting me on, on, you know, correcting me in front of everybody else. That's it. It's an, it's an audience, right? Yeah. So there's a way to do social media. This is just my little contribution to this. um, Where if you see a public comment, uh, sending a direct message or a private little thing, it, it almost always goes way better because there's no audience. It's not a blood sport, right? It's just like, Hey, let's talk about this, you know, in this private little little way where the stakes are lower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because obviously she writes to me. She's not trying to make points with anybody. No. I mean, she's writing to me. And so she's actually tr- like, I, I know she's trying to be helpful to me, right? Whereas if she posts that, even on the even on the humanize me, sweet, kind, humanize me page, I still feel a little bit exposed and i feel like i've got to per, like i have to perform in some way right yeah. right yeah yeah and, and so, the the audience matters it really does i think yeah you know it's funny i was talking to um a young woman the other day who's fighting like crazy to develop an appetite for life you know she, she she's struggling to, to, to figure out what, if it's really worth it, worth the trouble of staying alive. And, um, and we were talking about things that she does love and, 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 and we were talking about how gratitude amplifies our enjoyment of things. That if I eat a meal and don't comment on it, I might, might or might not remember it. It might, but that if while I'm eating it, I say, wow, the spices on this are so good. This is so, thank you so much for making this meal to me. Oh my gosh. I love the way these, you know, that, that I'm more apt to remember the meal. I'm, I'm more apt to enjoy it. I'm more apt to really focus on the next bite because mm. I just talked about the last bite. Right. That gratitude actually amplifies our enjoyment of any given experience. So bring, bringing that gratitude into consciousness. In the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and there's all sorts of data on that. You know, that's, that's not a groundbreaking thought. But what I was saying to this woman is, she was saying, I was saying like, is there anything that you, that you do like about life? And she talked about liking 
stories and liking books. And I said, okay, out of the last 10 books that you've read, how many of them are the authors still alive? And she said, you know, roughly half. And I said, have you thanked those authors? And she's, no. And I was like, I, I think one way that you might amplify your love, your enjoyment is, is, is if you expressed your gratitude to the writer, like send an email, uh, you know, look them up. Uh, and I said, and, 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 and even if you can't post it, right, even if you can't send it directly to them, I said, you know, just say out loud to yourself, thank you, Charles Dickens, for writing this. I, you know, that, that, the, ex, that the expressing yourself personally. But I said, my experience is whenever I write these authors, they write back. Right. <laughs> very few people, very few authors get, get personal letters. Right. I think a lot of people right now get things said about them on these public platforms, but nobody writes them directly newspaper writers and things like that. And I tell you, I think if people wrote to people more directly like Raya did, they would get more responses. But all, like, it doesn't always have to be, I'm mad at you. It can also be, I'm grateful for you. Right, right. But I think it's, it's about, I think what Raya did was she heard something that bothered her and she addressed it. She addressed me. Mm-hmm. And I think like you might hear something that may, and what I, my young friend, I was saying like, if you see, if you see something wonderful, address the person who's created it. If you eat something wonderful, address the person that cooked it for you. Like there's something about direct communication that the social media thing has to, like, we take pictures of our meals and post them on Instagram. So other people can see them. Yeah. Yes. But we don't go back to the kitchen and say, Hey, chef. Mm-hmm. You killed it on that pastrami, right. like we, you know. We we and so I. I, I love that it was pastrami. Yeah, yeah. I, I, which probably is not something a chef actually <laughs> makes. But, um, well, that you, go, you, it kind of goes along with. Um, we did a we did a an interview with Bill Dereshowitz on episode five twenty three, and you mentioned that uh, with him because of uh, of the whole thing about the arts. You remember that? Yeah, and it's a similar thought. It's like. Yeah, and Raya took the time to engage with, you know, quote unquote, the artist, the person who made the thing that she listened to, and um, it turned out it was both it was both, um, you know, affirmation and criticism. What a great combo! I I love criticism when it's when it's like that. Yeah, and it was constructive. It was. It absolutely was. And you know, I mean, and and not to put too fine a fine a point on it, but it was humanizing. Like yeah. literally, I became a better human being for having heard from her. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you think you're less likely to make that to make that mistake? I will never make that mistake again. Mm. I dare say. I mean, like I, I'll make a thousand other ones, right. um, but I will never make that mistake again. I will never say that this is a, a, a woman who used to be a man or a man who used to be a woman. I will never think of somebody that way again. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think I, I will know something, and I sh- like, and honestly, like, if I think about some of the trans people that I do know, I do know that, 
that 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 was their experience. I knew them on both sides of the transition, and I know yeah. that that was how it felt to them and how they experienced the world. Um, and so, it, it, you know, it, it's just it's, you know, it's just. Yeah, I'm okay with the I'm okay with the discourse, you know. Like I'm okay with someone, especially if it's in this, with the assumptions of good faith, with the benefit of the doubt. Um, I've never given any person, as far as I know, a reason to suspect that I might be, that I might I, 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 that it'd be poorly received if I were to if if they were to tell me something, um, you know. And so, I have. I have. Have you like in what? Yeah, area? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I, you know, I think that I sometimes come off as so know it allish that somebody's like, oh well, yeah. Your well, well, your your whole thing is, it, you know, when when you counsel people so often and you have for decades, you're you know you're leaning into that purposefully because you're trying to help other people. Yeah, but it it, it can be. I mean, I used to think I was the most approachable guy on the planet, and. You know, I have I have since learned differently, um, and I'm trying to be more so. But um, this was a you know this was a great experience for me. Yeah, yeah. And so, anyway, all of that to say, all of you, everybody in our audience, um, especially those of you that are deconverted Christian types, um, you're going. People are going to say things. They're going to talk about you in ways that are not true and, and, and in some ways are hurtful and they will trigger you and they will, you know, and, and I think like there's something to learn here about, um, about maybe a way of addressing them that allows you not to have to just take it and cower, but that also, uh, enables you to actually keep your heart, um, Keep your heart rate down. I don't know. I, I, you know, you know, John. I'll be honest with you. It's late. I'm tired. I think I'm not making as good a sense as I can make at other times. But I'm I'm really glad that you had that you had that email to share because um, that was a great moment. And yeah, and I, I just think we should just leave it there. It was an antidote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an antidote to to something that's, yep. that, that, that we experience a lot. Hey, I, I want to tell you one other thing before we go. Yeah. And, and this is something I didn't tell you before I, even I would bring up, but, um, one of the listeners to our show is a young guy. Um, and his name is Josh Zach. And, uh, it's funny because, uh, he heard about the show when he was camped out on somebody's floor in Duluth, Minnesota. His friends said, you gotta listen to this show. Interesting. And and he listened and he liked it. And it turned out he was uh, from Cincinnati and he was moving back to Cincinnati. And uh, he, lives, he lives like a couple of miles from my house. Nice. Maybe not even a couple of miles, a couple blocks. Anyway, so the other day, Josh is walking around the corner and Marty and I are out gardening in the front yard. He, he stops and sees us and socially distantly stands and talks with us and helps, he digs up some of our yard for us and and he mentions that he just finished an album of music. And I said, I don't know you, you know, what's it, what, what, tell me about it. And he said, well, it's kind of my, 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 de my, my, my deconversion album. It's, it's kind of like my, you know how, how musicians have breakup albums? Yeah. It's kind of my breaking up with God album. Wow. 
the weird thing is, I said, well, I said to him, I said, send it over to me. So he sends it over to me and I start listening to it. And, you know, I get a lot of music sent right, to me. Right. And so as, as I first started listening to it, the lyrics seemed to, like too on the nose, you know, like, the, but then I kept listening and I thought, now when you go through this, there's a stage at which what you most want is for somebody to be able to sit, like to listen to you and to, and, and to go, yes, I know what you're talking about. And then they said this, right? And like, you, it, it is an on the nose experience where like, that's what right. you feel like nobody gets what you're going through. Yeah, yeah. So, so to hear it that explicitly is actually good. And, and when I started listening to it, not as a 10 year out of the faith, totally settled with myself person, but as, as somebody like maybe in our audience, who's, who's, who's going through it or still in transition stuff like that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really good stuff. Mm. Um, and so what I'm going to, so I, I, I ended up emailing him and saying, Hey, is it okay if I like play a song at the end of a podcast? If you think you might have a taste for a little deconversion, uh, pop music. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to play a song once in a while. Okay, cool. Um, by this young guy. Are we going to hear one and right it, now? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So okay. let's, let's we'll play one when we're done. Okay? okay. And so this is John and me saying, enjoy the music, and we'll see you next time on Humanize Me. Could you suffer me a moment while I stuff my soul with thine? I am begging to be ignorant of suffering for all time. How can I stand in front of God? When he won't stand the test of time And I'm condemned when I condone a life Of healing for my mind So what the fuck am I to do? Except apologize
For more on BART, go to bartcampolo.org. If you like this podcast, please consider supporting it every month and get extra content for it. Go to patreon.com slash humanize me. Our patrons do make the show happen. Follow us at humanize me pod on Twitter and humanize me podcast on Instagram. You can also join other listeners on our private Facebook group. Just search humanize me on Facebook. To ask your own question on the show, leave it as a voicemail at 424-291-2092. That's 424-291-2092. And finally, please review us on iTunes. It really helps. Catch you next week. Humanize Me is a production of Jux Media. Hey, you could be larger than life.